Hi, my name is Levin, and sometimes I play golf, but most times golf plays me. In this podcast, I will attempt to make sense of this beautiful yet frustrating game by chatting with players, fans, and different stakeholders in the sport. Welcome to Love on the Fairway. Ladies and uh, gentlemen, it's a brand new year. Happy New Year to all of you out there. Um, it's the year 2022. I hope you had a very, very festive season. It's December. December pesa tulikula December, but it's January. To me receive invoices, school fees. To me receive nini rent, bills, maji, KPLC, ometuzimia steamer. But you know what? I'm happy that you're doing another episode. Um, remember, it's uh, Love on the Fairway where we talk about go- this beautiful game of golf. We talk to various uh, pros, amateurs, different stakeholders. And in today's episode, I'm joined with a very, very, very special individual. It's like you, I don't want to steal his limelight. I'll allow you to, him to introduce himself. Tafadali. My name is uh, David Waku. I am a professional golfer. I'm based at a golf park. That's where I do my practice and sort of also teaching. Uh, Mr. Devi, uh, you know, if, if, you're a, if you're an ardent golfer, you definitely know uh, David Waku. He's uh, one of Kenya's leading professional golfers. Um, and Unajay, Unazamskia kwa microphone, he's very humble, very modest. But uh, this guy, when he, ta- when he takes on those, uh, when he stands on the tee box, he's a giant. And he, he, I mean, he plays with you there with the best of them. Uh, so today, for the next about 30 minutes, we're just going to have a chat about Davy's journey uh, and probably where he sees Kenyan golf moving forward. Davy, when did you start playing golf? It, it all started, I started playing golf when I was uh, probably like, let's say, nine years old. Yeah. And this was uh, just because of the influence through way back when my dad used to work in Kitale Golf Club. Ah, Kitale Golf Club. Yes. Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, Fadel gonna work Kitale Golf Club, so you picked up the game. I just picked up the game by watching, uh. Uh, probably at around 4 p.m. Yeah. When the CEOs of various co- corporates uh, in Kitale mm. uh, and also the members could come and uh, do their evening grounds yes so after school i could just see these guys uh i could watch them playing golf uh-uh. and i'm like what kind of sort of game that has a lot of order yeah first <laughs> there's no running around yes secondly at every interval from every individual you have to be you are you have to give everyone a chance to play his shot yeah you know because you know the western part of the country is known famously for either rugby or football Mm-hmm. So definitely picking up golf is uh, uh, something different for you. Now, before you started golf, was there any other sport that you were that you were playing? I remember uh, at school, I used to, I was fond of football. Yeah. So I could most of the time that uh, after break time, maybe or preps, we could just go and uh, team up uh, against each other mm. uh, and uh, play like uh, football for like probably. 45 minutes yeah yeah and that was my favorite game before golf uh, came in uh speaking of football uh, do you is there any team locally you support which is in your being 
Uh, I would say that uh, basically from where I come from, yes. Ingwe <laughs> is my team. Ingwe. But I'm Ingwe. sort of also, I admire what uh, Gormaya do. Yeah. So those are my, uh, like, those two say teams. Seme, Shemeji Dabi. Shemeji Dabi. Yeah. Uh, now internationally, do you follow any team in the EPL? I've been following uh, Arsenal. Ah, yeah. But uh, we've, ah, had, we've had s- disappointing uh, seasons. At a minimum to Arsenal. I mean, to Leona Team CG, it was Nottingham Forest. But yeah. at least we're looking good in the Premier League. At least to go top four. Top four, <laughs> it's been out of our reach for a long, long time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back to golf. Mm-hmm. Um, you said your father influenced you, um, obviously, growing up in Kitale. Mm-hmm. Uh, your father influenced you into this sport. When, when did you turn professional? Uh, I turned professional the year 2008. 2008? Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. So you've been playing, you've been a pro for about what? That's 2008 minus 21. Yeah. <laughs> but it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Yeah. And uh, I, I started locally mm. and then we were given a privilege to go and uh, actually get the experience outside in South Africa. Ah, South so Africa. So 2009 I was a member of Sunshine Tour. Yeah. I've gone there like uh two times mm. just to sharpen my skills. Yeah. And see whether I can uh, make it bigger and better. Ah, okay. Yeah. Now you you've mentioned playing on the Sunshine Tour and uh Applying your trade in South Africa, mm-hmm. what um, if if you were to compare the, mm-hmm. the the two countries in terms of golf setup, uh-huh. what what would you say would be the the major difference between playing, for example, as a pro in South Africa mm-hmm. and playing locally? Uh, playing locally, you know, we play amongst ourselves. Yes, and uh, for that reason, uh, I would say that uh, we, we, we 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 don't see the challenge in terms of high level quality. Uh, 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 impressing ourselves to that high altitude yes you know so but actually uh, what uh, Kenyan government has set up I think uh, we we're having golfers from Zimbabwe from also South Africa mm. and from even Uganda yes. coming in and uh, to follow up on the safari tour so that uh, also that tells that now the level that we are playing uh, compared to the way back it's totally different. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've seen uh, the likes of uh, Robson, of course, from Zimbabwe. Uh-huh. They've uh, at border to come and play the, to to play in the in the safari in the safari tour. Mm-hmm. So definitely, it's it's a step in the right direction in terms of uh, attracting uh, golf talent from across the continent. Mm-hmm. Now, if if you were to think back mm-hmm. um, in in your moment as a golf professional, which yeah. which is that one? Uh, okay, it doesn't have to be one moment, but okay, of Kiria and yeah, that that was one thing that was very memorable for me. Yani unafikiria unasema, eh, in my life, apo apo enyewe, that was a good, good, good memory for me as a golf professional. Both either it can be in a say that like you've said in the Sunshine mm-hmm. Tour, mm-hmm. or it can be locally playing playing whichever tournament. Which is that one moment that I think back and say, enyewe, that was a, a very very good moment for me. Uh, I would say that uh, when we were given a chance to go to South Africa. Yes. You know, you don't, you you're not eligible to go straight up to the main event. Yes. So probably you'll have to go through the pre queue, mm. and there you're uh, you're meeting a big field, let's say like uh, uh, hundred people. Yes. And they only need ten ten slots. Uh, so if you yeah. can't make it to the ten slots, you can't go to the main. So uh, the first 
like uh, five events. Yes. Uh, I couldn't post uh, good results. Mm. But I remember when I went to the Gardener Rose. Yes. It was a pre-qualifying event over there. And uh, I did so well. Mm. I did so well until the last moment on the last hole. Yeah. Because I could imagine how the caddies were encouraging me yeah. from that place, you know. They were like, you know, you guy, what you need to do, you need to stick at the range, hit a lot of balls, believe in yourself. Yeah. And uh, that way they could see, I could see the sign uh, of change mm. that uh, I'd uh, collectively from the failure and the challenge yes. that I had during that time was actually motiva motivative. Yeah. So on the uh, on the event of Gardener Rose, you know, it has like more than a hundred bankers, yeah. you know, to play along to escape from them. You eh, know. <laughs> 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 and I actually managed. Uzuri. It's only one banker that I went in. Yeah. And I posted, uh, I think, a score of. Uh, one under oh. and I was supposed to play two under to make it to the main event what? so the last hole I was two on on a par four yeah and uh, I actually saw a big crowd of caddies uh, yes. just surrounding the green yeah and uh, my caddy uh, told me you know we need to make two parts <laughs> yeah, yeah and yeah. that's where now I realized there's a challenge in golf you know yes in terms of uh, pressure controlling pressure and also uh, being more technically. Mm. So I knew making two parts is not, not a bother for me. Yes. But I didn't realize how fast, you know, the greens, greens in, uh, in, in South Africa, yeah. when, they were, when they are set to high level, you know, standard, you wouldn't imagine you're putting on a, on a surface which is 13, uh, speed 13, yeah. uh, you know. So... I went and parted and what I realized, you know, my ball was way far from the from from the from the green, you know, from the pin. Yeah. So I I parted and almost went out of the green. What? So <laughs> and I, I ended up with a three part, yeah. which meant that I wasn't able to, to make look up uh, yeah. to the making cut mm. to the next uh, to the event, main event. Yeah, but, uh, and, but so and so after that, mm. um I think when I came back I had uh, fully enough really kind of uh, became become so strong. Mm. So we came in straight to Kenya Open. Uh, yeah. And there we go now. I started off well on the first day. I think I shoot like um, one under. Yeah. And the cut, the cut was meant to be like uh, level par. Yeah. So I had one short advantage. Mm. I remember Tony Omuli, who is now the professional golfer. Yeah with me yeah so he was my caddy by then ah okay and uh he had carried me up to hall number six yeah because <laughs> <laughs> we, we 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 started from the front nine from the front nine yeah and then we, uh, we from the back nine then we went to the front nine yes so i was left with the uh, four holes to go yeah so i'm i'm like you know you know you have to have a conversation with your caddy true so i'm telling my uh, my caddy by by then tony was my caddy i'm telling him you know uh, I need I need to have something so that I can keep up with the strength. Yeah. So I asked him, uh, Tony, would you please uh, give me give me the the drink energy drink that uh, we had kept in the bag? Yeah. He said, uh, No, sorry, sorry, uh, my friend. You know, I've I've taken it. <laughs> 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 then I I said, Okay, no, 
how about the bananas and uh, <laughs> uh, 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 and and the chocolate? Yeah. He said all of them I'm taking. You know how <laughs> how heavy this bag is. <laughs> then I, I was like pissed off, you know. Uh, even I didn't I didn't inquire any any advice from him. Like, yeah. <laughs> so when we went to the next uh, I think the green number I had uh, shot my t-shirt well. Yeah. Then I hit my second shot it wasn't the, it didn't come out purely. Yes. So I was shot off at, at the apron. Yeah. So he told me you know what take a putter two parts will do as good yes then i was like ah you know i i'm not gonna take any piece of advice from yeah. him <laughs> so i went i went up and chipped yeah. and it costed me i think i chipped and two parted yeah so we, we went all the way up to the uh, up to the club up to the last hole yeah. which is number nine number you nine know? yes because i remember i had uh, i went par on number seven number eight par number nine i almost got a two club i got a, ba- a buddy yeah but now we were short of one shot of yes, which one now shot. i didn't uh, i didn't listen to his uh, advice <laughs> then i ended up missing by one so the story has been uh, ever since that here yeah i've been missing cut for like four five times in a row uh. with one so you it it shakes your confidence you yeah know? true true but i learned a lot because if i had i made the 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 decision that he had given me yeah uh, we, we would be, we would be speaking another language uh, now so okay. i'll be maybe at another level yes. so it held me back and i've been so nervous until i think last year yeah that's when i, I made a big one making cut that was my first time actually talking about last year at mm-hmm. the kenya open 2021 you made the cut mm-hmm. uh, i think you played was it you played level or i think uh, last year I I played uh 500. Oh 500 yeah yeah yeah. On yeah, the yeah. first day. On the first day yes yes. And then the second day I made 300. Yeah. So yeah. definitely the aggregate was 800. 800 yeah. 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 I, I mean that talking about first of all you've talked about uh, the pressure uh, from playing in South Africa when when that uh, on the on the last hole mm-hmm. when you have caddies surrounding you and there's that pressure and you you parted faster than you needed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to me about the Kenya Open because you know the Kenya Open I think apart from uh, the COVID year where there were no fans allowed mm-hmm. there's always been a group of Kenyan fans who who come and uh, actually follow follow the, the, the Kenyan players mm-hmm. I mean I've, I've talked to a few pros here and and they've said w- one of the things that uh, the Kenyan fans do is mm-hmm. but yeah. people don't realize that once you're in that zone mm-hmm. you want that ultimate concentration talk to me about the experience of playing in the kenya open mm-hmm. followed by your kenyan fans who are cheering for you and uh-huh. you're playing well uh-huh. yeah um i think it's i would say that it's a big motivation yes but uh it's how you take it you know mm. as an individual there are some professional who want uh, their peace uh, in terms of keeping away from the getting uh, uh, involved with the the crowd the crowd yes and the others who are get who can easily get motivated yeah with the crowd mm. so i would say it's not uh, it's, it's it's not a bad thing to have spectators yes but uh because when you play locally most of the events that we play w- there are no fans and we'll have 
we will need to encourage yes. the fans to come in mm. so that we get used to under that atmosphere that pressure, yeah, yeah, at yeah. that uh, under that atmosphere so that you can pick up yeah you, you can pick up your confidence whenever you see a big crowd so you'll also you'll just have to concentrate with your wi- way of dealing with what it's at uh, hand at hand know? yeah okay um you've talked you've talked about uh, first of all um the kenya open i think the the savannah classic mm-hmm. um I, which one of those is the is a european tour or both of them i think both of both them. of them yeah um you've talked obviously one of the ways um in which the local pros are playing qualifiers for for the kenya open is through the safari tour uh-huh. and you've talked about fans coming out and supporting mm-hmm. in the safari tour i've been following the, the safari tour which is also the road to the kenya open uh-huh. um and you had a very good uh, outing at uh, Great Rift, which uh-huh. which is the tournament that you won. Yes. Talk to me about it because uh, I think on the last day uh, mm-hmm. uh, there was there was a few nervous moments because you'd you'd had a big lead on the first I think the first two days, uh-huh. uh, but then on the last day you held on just to win the tournament. How how was that experience? Uh, I will say that um, during that event, I think my focus was just to play better. Yes. And. Uh, when I look at the same guys that we were in the same group yeah. playing along together, I th- I think there was uh, so much struggle. Mm, yeah. Generally, yeah, yeah. yeah I saw with, with so much the whole struggle because co- on the first night, my uh, first uh, first nine, I'd managed myself so well. Yes. Because I was uh, I was telling myself I just have to play regulation and see if the putter drops. Yes it will make a difference for myself mm. not uh, i'm not playing with the with the with, with the with the with i'm not playing to the level that the the other guys are playing the, the other guys are playing yeah. i'm looking up to my game and concentrating and trying to manage and see something special if it happens yes. i'll take it and then i realized on the first night i'd already led with nine strokes yeah yeah so i was running away from the the teammates that i was playing True, with. yeah and then on the second nine you know there's this feeling that you you'd feel like you y- the job is finished yeah and then uh, little did i know that now there was there were two holes which were waiting for me yeah now to really kind of pile pressure and spoil my my, my concentration mm. and i remember i i, I got unwanted uh, score on hole number 14 yeah and uh, also on the part three, I, 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 I double bogeyed, you know. Mm. So that tainted my, 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 my concentration and the scorecard, yeah. the way I'd planned. But I said, okay, let me just finish because I was looking forward to finish under par. Because yeah. I, I knew I was really focused. And I would say that has really taught me a lot mm. in terms of uh, how I plan myself and how I would bring up my 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 greatness yeah. in terms of uh, the level of understanding about managing the situation i think i think one of the greatest differences um i've experienced uh, especially uh, between amateurs and professionals is mm-hmm. is the professional's ability to forget about a bad hole mm-hmm. pick yourself up mm-hmm. and move on to the next hole because you see for us for someone like me me a hole number one gp if i go ob twice uh-huh. the whole round is messed up <laughs> i don't have that frame of mind and that se- sense of concentration to say you know what this is one bad hole but we still have something that we're working towards to uh-huh. try and play the recovery to uh-huh. play the recovery shot mm-hmm. mm. so the only difference with the pros and uh amateurs yes amateurs con- concentrate so much on the 
uh, the number of mistakes that they are making. Ah, yes. So they will want to fix them so easily. Yeah. But the pros look at the positive side. Ah, okay. Yeah, they look at the positive side. So you'd you'd depend on how 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 you let it come mm. and how you're gonna manage and uh, you forget you tend to uh, uh, urge yourself you know uh, that uh, you have to forget about the uh, what had happened yes. that one you cannot control it so all that you have to do is to focus on the short at a time which is ahead of you you mm. know until you hold the last so last part yeah. that's when you realize that it's done Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, I think what uh, you're ranked currently fifth in the safari tour. I think. Um, after I went to Uganda. Oh, Uganda! Yeah, there was yeah, a, ah, there was a tournament. I think in I Uganda. lost their points. Yeah, I didn't yeah. get any points, so now I'm at uh, sixth position. Oh yeah, yeah. I think and I think uh, this ranking. They are taking eight, Uganda. so I have to be. You have to really claw uh, back. Yeah, I really need to push back to yeah. to to my form. Yeah so that I can be able to manage what, to make it. What are, what are you working on currently? What what would you say is um, is one, a strong part of your game, mm -hmm. and two, a part of your game that you're constantly working on? I know I know golf, I mean, there's golf, there's always something you're working on. Mm -hmm. But if someone was to ask you, Devi, that one part of your game that has really propelled you, like, kuna shimo zingine ulikuwa shimo, lakini game yako, this part of the game imekutoa. Yeah, what, what would you say that part of your game is? I'm always good at, uh, in my short game. Yes. But uh, apparently, I'm working on it to be more more accessive in terms of how I, ca I can control the situation. If I hit a bad bad shot, yes. what would be the next step for me to do? Mm. So basically, p my putting, I'm, p I'm working on uh, delivering on the putting yeah. surface and uh, ensure that I capitalize whenever I have maybe like a 8-footer, 12-footer, yeah what will be the situation mm. am i going to feel like uh, i'm in a position to hold the part yeah. or is it like uh, it will be a tap in for the second part yeah so that is the area and also about being strong on the up and down oh suppose, yes suppose suppose you you end up mishitting a shot mm. so will the next shot save the other one? Oh yes yeah. the recovery aspect that i was talking about yeah, I, I find especially when i play a course that uh, plays long on the on the par fours, because uh -huh. I mean, at at my currently I'm I'm 12 handicap, but mm -hmm. the level, the number of greens in regulation I hit are very very few. Uh -huh. So most of the time I find myself in a situation where I need an up and down to try and save par. Uh -huh. So I mean, this is part of one part of my game that uh, I'm also trying to to work on because it can bring you back because you know the scorecard just reads par it does uh -huh. not read how how you got to the par yes so you could have missed the green but uh -huh. then if you you chip one and you part once uh -huh. that that brings you back uh -huh. but you've talked you're talking about um you're currently sixth um the next event i think is in limuru mm -hmm. uh end of this month uh -huh. what uh what um is your target for that tournament what are, what are you what are you looking forward to uh for that particular tournament uh for that um in Lemuru tournament, what I'm looking forward is to finish under par. Yes. Yeah, under par. Uh, let's say like uh, if I if I actually put it like every every day, I shoot two under two under uh, uh, through the way like for four days. Yes. That will be eight under. Yes. So if I shoot eight under, I think even if I miss the first prize. I'll be very very happy. Yeah, I think it's always it's always a good um, outing whenever one plays whenever one plays and and I think 
this I don't know what it is about this particular safari tour, mm-hmm. but I've seen you guys have re- there's always a tournament where people are playing under, mm-hmm. which which I think is very positive because if you look at it on the bigger scheme of things, mm-hmm. even in the Kenya Open, if yes. you are to make the cut, uh-huh. most of the time you have to be in the red uh-huh. to give yourself a chance to make yeah. the cut. So I yeah. think you guys shooting uh, aiming to shoot under in every tournament. That's uh-huh. I think that's a good target because. At the end of the day, even if you're number five and you've uh, played eight under, there's yes. nothing you can... You've played good golf. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I think the numbers uh, speaks yeah. for itself. Because if you shoot eight under, that tells you can even shoot 20 under. True, true. Under any circumstances. Because uh, sometimes we'll say that uh, the conditions were harsh. Yeah. But you have to push up your game to a certain level that you are in your zone, you know. Yeah. The, the, and that zone can accommodate whether you're in Europe or whether you're locally mm. it can still count yeah so and that that one uh, as I as I'm looking forward for the Limuru I'm I'm also preparing to see that I see myself through mm. in any in the remaining safari tour if I can shoot 20 under par yes. and plus yes I will say that now I'm, I'm, I'm yet I'm, 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 achi- I'm able to achieve mm. the dream that I've been setting preparing for for yourself yeah um i i think that's that's something that's very very realistic i see you know i come to gp and i see you guys the number the number of hours you guys spend just working on your craft either playing or uh, or just uh, practicing mm-hmm. but then there's other things uh, you do at gp currently i think you're uh, currently you're the head pro mm-hmm. uh, you also take time to teach uh-huh. other golfers who are starting yes. um, actually today i had to, i had to wait for you for a bit because you were teaching someone uh, who wants to pick up the sport uh-huh. uh, just talk to me about your i mean what motivates you to teach first of all and then what what knowledge you want to impart to those people who are picking up the sport um i will say that uh through the experience going to south africa yes you know as you come from uh, locally yeah then you go to play internationally you need to do a, a lot of adjustment. Yes. So there, basically, we were given a hint, and also there were lessons that we were given. Yeah. Yeah, on how, how, how to conduct yourself, how to to take the level that you have to another next level. Yes. So you'll go under some session to realize the basics the basic the important basics that you need to pick to mm. use yeah. when you're playing golf and also when you're teaching yeah so i've looked at it and i uh, you know sometimes you have to say that uh, the the age or let's say the time is not on your side yeah so what would you give to the community mm. it's by also engaging the young fellows to come in and learn this beautiful game yeah because uh, we have to give back to the society yes and uh, also you need to have uh, the wannabe tiger woods the wannabe wakus the yeah. wannabe indizas the wannabe uh, kenyan professionals you know so so that they can admire and also take the game to a higher note yeah i think i think the level of golf has uh, has has really improved in the country and if there's one thing that uh, I think is going in the right direction is because is more people are talking about the sport. Uh-huh. Um, there's players like you guys who put who are putting uh, Kenya on the map uh-huh. uh, in the in the European tour. I think through the Kenya Open and the Savannah Classic. Uh, but then you also have tournaments that you guys are p- going to to Uganda. We have like uh, Madoya winning in Uganda yes. and things like that, which really puts Kenya on the map. Now, 
the thing that you've talked about uh, the younger generation people coming up uh-huh. there's this uh, there's this t- talk about uh, uplifting the juniors mm-hmm. I, I saw especially one tournament like the Tana Hill uh-huh. where most of the clubs are giving a chance uh, to their junior members mm-hmm. to, to experience that high level of competition and we saw Mudaiga who have a large number of uh, youth golfers mm-hmm. uh, winning the tournament uh-huh. so w- what 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 is your I think what what would be your contribution towards youth development for the golf? Um, mine I would say that uh, I'll dedicate my time yes. to actually train them, mm. where I it seems to be like they have a challenge, and also we will advise mm. on the uh, corporates yes. to actually come in and support. You know, golf is a game that uh, when you look at it, you need backup. Yes, and uh, the backup that you'll have to be offered as as uh, underprivileged. Yes. Yeah, you need a golf kit. You'll need uh, to meet the entry fee for participation for the for, for the events, like let's say like competition. Yes. And uh, also the moving around, you know, expenses. Mm. Yeah, to cater. Yeah. For a successful uh, preparation to meet up with the tournament uh, expectation. Yeah. So. Uh, um, my 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 experience through the sh- shortage or the challenges that I've had, so I'm aware of uh, everything that uh, needs to be applied mm. for for you to have a complete uh, completeness in meeting up with the competition yeah. uh, towards the standards. So I'll advise on wherever I uh, needs to be. Yeah, that uh, will be my area, and also in terms of coaching, I will try and polish. The, the the upcoming who have got talent and also who needs to be encouraged you know and uh, the the people the, the children who are starting at a humble humble beginning yes so we'll tell them about the strategies that they need to encounter mm-hmm. yeah in the future yeah i think i think it's it's very possible yeah. and you've talked about corporate support uh, yeah. i mean it's generally because me also coming from a rugby background um, mm-hmm. i think the moment where we really soared was when we when you got backing from from some of the big brands in the country, uh-huh. uh, because that that it 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 relieves the stress of you having to think about uh, what will I eat, where will I sleep. Mm-hmm. So definitely, inclusion of corporate support will go a long long way in in supporting the juniors. Now there's this other level of golfers uh, who are I, we, we, I think they're called the elite amateurs uh-huh. um, who who have hopes of turning pro in the near future. Uh-huh. And uh, I know there's uh, KGC co- uh, events that are about to start. I think uh, the first one is in Sigona. Uh-huh. Um, so what what advice would you have for them? Because I interact with uh, quite a number of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think s- some of them take it seriously. Uh, some of them take it seriously to a certain extent. Up until like if they don't make cut, they're like... Ah whatever some of them i don't even like i don't need to show up mm-hmm. i've made the cut but i'm not in the running i don't need to show up uh-huh. um some have the talent but they're genuinely struggling some have this talent uh, have the support but uh-huh. they don't want to put in the time mm-hmm. what would you advise i mean some of these elite amateurs who have um the hopes of turning pro first of all what to expect as turning as a professional because you see i mean some of them uh, just think that once you turn pro, uh-huh. everything opens up for you. Uh-huh. Forgetting that you still need to work hard uh-huh. to maintain that pro status. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. My, my advice to them is that uh, I think uh, this game is very special. So it's doable. Yes. So for them, they'll need to sacrifice a lot of time uh, in, in, in training, you know. Yeah. 
they they have to practice a lot put in much uh, hours mm. and also uh, reach up to the professional yes to be guided you know you know when you're guided you'll have a, a, a shoulder to lean on you know yeah and so under being given uh, those instructions and uh, advices it will make you a stronger and better person yeah to surpass the level of, of even your coach you know yeah you know you're looking up to becoming uh, a, a globally uh, successful person you know mm. so it will mean that uh, for for the amateurs in Kenya they have all it takes yes through our experience they know our shortages uh, in terms of uh, participation in the, in the in the in, in in this game so most of the time even the locals we don't get invite uh, invitation from outside yes so we have to prepare them f- we have to prepare them for what has to come yeah what is available locally yeah, yeah yeah what is available locally and what has to to come internationally yes so basically with them we'll give them a clue of how how it goes yes yeah ah, okay yeah. um i mean you've you guys have had um those guys in that uh, in that uh, category of uh, golfers who are really really good uh, yet to break the ceiling of turning pro but have those aspirations uh, you've had it from uh, Devi. Uh, it takes a lot of work, a lot of dedication, a lot of commitment for you to, to break that ceiling. Devi, if if you were to have um, like a one-on-one conversation with the President of the Republic of Kenya, in terms of what support you would need um, first as an, I mean, the golfing fraternity would require so that where Kenya is at the moment mm-hmm. to take it to the next level so that hopefully in the next few years we see one of our own lifting the the kenya open and the savannah classic what would that wish be if you are speaking to the people the decision makers in government to support golf what uh, my my discussion with him will be uh, to actually request if it is possible yes he for the president to actually uh, instruct or implement on uh, a sporting complex uh, okay. For every 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 sport, you know. Yes. I, yeah, and I'm looking at if if rugby guys had made it. Yes. Uh, globally, mm. what of uh, Kenya uh, Kenya golf uh, professional? Yeah. So also on the, uh, towards uh, our side, I would uh, ask uh, the president to actually uh, be able to have a plan for professional to be prepared. Yeah. Uh, the events locally. And also for those who are doing maybe the top ten, yes, uh, to be to be taken outside mm. for further for further competition yeah. and further experience. You know, exposure is the key yeah, to learning to the best. You know, true. I, I always give this example um, mm-hmm. when you talk about exposure. Mm-hmm. I always give this example when I finished high school. I watched uh, the Commonwealth Games in Manchester, mm-hmm. and I think Kenya Kenya were beaten by Fiji. I think it was seventy zero or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but through constant exposure and through playing outside the country, mm-hmm. in two thousand and nine, we beat Fiji in the mm-hmm. quarterfinals of the World Cup. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it ta- it it takes that particular level of exposure for you to be confident enough in that mm-hmm. you you can have a gallery of 30,000 people following you yeah, but true, true. since you've been exposed to that level of competition mm-hmm. that that 10 uh, foot part you'll just hit it as though 
uko hapa kwa club unacheza club night yeah, yeah, na, yeah. Not, kushtua, but you like you said to, yeah. yes you get used to it but like you said it comes through constant exposure mm-hmm. constant playing out of the country playing out of your comfort zone yes, because yes. unaja i mean ukiamka asubuhi ukuja hapa hata ukifungua match you can play gp blindfolded yes but what if someone takes you out akupeleke to a course in south africa which yeah. has very different conditions yes. are you still able to to swing like the way you normally swing are you able to adjust uh-huh. so the thing about exposure i agree with you uh-huh. it's it it's one of the things that i believe will propel our golfers to the next level yeah i think that way we'll be able to have so many tiger woods here yes yeah as we finish is there anything that you'd like to tell your fans you'd like to tell your family you'd like to tell anyone who's listening as we because we're almost finishing wakujua ku support limuru tukungojea kenya open unajua vitu kama hizo i'll start by uh, actually thanking the gp members yes for making a conducive play f- place for us we professional golf park yes and the support that they, they are sacrificing to give us mm. uh, i would say asante sana because uh, they are making our life to be like uh, manageable yes yeah, in terms of furthering our career it hasn't been easy yeah uh, there have been there has been a lot of challenges and we really humble and uh, thankful for their sacrifice yeah and out to my fans I will say that uh, I'm still grinding. Yeah. I'm not yet there. And uh, with the with the encouragement, with the prayers, with the support that I've had also. So it it is it has bring the best out of me, you know. Yeah. And uh, I, I can see myself in the next coming year to be more brighter, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, I urge them uh, I I promise them that uh, they should expect another different David from the 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 results that are posted yeah i think we're gonna we're gonna win together that, so many trophies that's good stuff yeah. you've had it from uh, devi himself the man the professional the uh, i mean the man the the guy who is very humble yet very little on the golf course mm-hmm. come out uh, he's he's promised bigger better things um, and he's also thanked the the gp fraternity for their support um, it's always good when you get support from your hometown uh, that enables you to thrive on the international scene. This has been another episode of uh, Love on the Fairway. Uh, thank you very much for your support. I'm getting very, very good feedback. And I'm also, um, feel free to reach out to me in case you think there's a, there's an interview that you want, you guys want to hear. There's ways in which uh, we can we can make this uh, podcast better. I'm always open to listen to suggestions because at the end of the day, it's about uh, bringing guys together to have a conversation about golf. So as we come to the end of the episode, remember you can follow me on social media. That's at Asegolove. That's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. If you're on all those things, Facebook, please. Uh, there's also my YouTube channel. I'm hoping to put up more content very, very soon. Uh, but uh, thank you very much, Davey, once again. And I wish you all the best in the coming weeks and in, in your future. And uh, I'm hoping uh, to see you continue to represent uh, the national team. No, the, the, the nation on the international scene. All thank the best, Davey. Uh, thank you, Larry Asego. Thank you. It was nice uh, and I've really enjoyed it. Cheers, man. Uh, and that's it from me. Until the next episode, may the swing be with you. Peace.